brain is even though I'm very excited for today's episode, the brain is not engaging with the thoughts I have. It's because we're recording on a Sunday. Normally we record on Saturdays, but yesterday I mm. was not feeling good. So um, to spare my little throat, um, we decided, oh, we're going to record on Sunday. And then I couldn't find my headphones. V couldn't get their mic to start. It, 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 it's been a comedy of errors today, but you know, we're going to get through it. <laughs> Yep, and also my AirPods tried to connect to my MacBook instead of my phone. <laughs> so, yeah, Sundays are definitely not the ones to record on, and you know what? Not the move. My head is my my head is so empty, but thankfully I've got notes, so Yay, <laughs> I for can notes. just go off them. <laughs> v normally doesn't do notes when we um do pods. I don't think. Yeah. Well, no. When we first were discussing doing the pod, I was so adamant that I was not going to make any notes whatsoever. I was like, I don't need you notes. freestyle, baby. I've got to freestyle it. <laughs> and I have notes for every single episode and upcoming episodes. I have a list of topics <laughs> that we want to do. So, you know... Who am I? I don't know. I'm a changed person. I'm a changed woman. I am very type A. And from the jump when we were talking about making this podcast, I was like, I'm going to make a list of stuff. I'm going to have notes. We can like share a document. And V was like, nah, fam, I'm good. And then we started doing it and we were like, mm, yeah, maybe we should have notes. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I've got memory of a goldfish, so I definitely need it like need notes well hopefully Um, we don't need a lot of notes for these two movies because they're fresh on our brain i mean (laughs) i had to do the notes for x i got home from the cinema um at 11 uh 11 p.m oh fun and i was so tired i was laying in bed and i was about to fall asleep i was like i need to do notes now for x otherwise i will forget stuff so i did speech to text and looking at my notes now i haven't edited them since and <laughs> some of them don't make sense but you know what i'm gonna go with it <laughs> you are better than me when i came home from seeing x um there was a tornado warning like the sirens were going off and like we got our bag together and shit we had like matches and candles and stuff that we were fine it was fine but yeah anyway um if you don't know by now we are doing a march madness episode this episode should be released on the 30th of march so the very end of march and me and v my name is meg v is my co-host for today yes today and every day (laughs) um Uh, yes (laughs) and we are going to be talking about two movies that um hit the screens this month we are going to be talking about fresh and x boy am i excited i am too because we haven't actually discussed how we feel about these two films i probably have a feeling that we both have same views probably <laughs> because this is what happens every single time we have the same view on everything it's only very rarely that we both don't agree on something when it comes to horror um but i think definitely for x and fresh we're probably gonna have the same feelings brains definitely. connected brains connected good because i'm on my last brain cell today i think i'll I'll share some with you it's fine um thank you so we know that both of these movies did come out recently so how we're gonna kind of throw this down is we are gonna do a spoiler free chat about both of the movies um in the beginning half of this episode and then in the latter half we're gonna have spoilers baby we're gonna be talking about probably our favorite scenes or you know what have you but um If you have not watched these movies, um, you can listen to the beginning half and we'll definitely let you know when we're about to enter the spoiler um, portion of this podcast. So if editing Meg will pop in going and now spoilers (laughs) and here are the spoilers. Um, Yes. So um, 
that should hopefully give you time to see both of these movies because I'm going to go ahead and say it. I recommend uh, seeing both of these because they are, mm, we'll get into it, but yes. Sophie, which <laughs> one do you want to talk about first? I'm going to let you choose today. Um, I think let's talk about Fresh first because... It came out a couple weeks before, yeah. Not newer, but yeah, a couple weeks before it came out in the UK um before it got put on disney plus so uk listeners if you've got disney plus fresh is on there that um, still like fucks me up that you guys listen to like watch it on disney plus like for some reason i'm just like hmm cannibal movie should not be on disney plus but over here in america it's on hulu if you if you want to watch well on disney plus we've got um They've added stars, which is more of the adult content. Yeah. Um, so Fresh got added onto that category. But it's under the umbrella of Disney Plus. So yeah, it is definitely weird that, you know, <laughs> I'm gonna watch this brand new horror movie on Disney Plus. Yes. Um, I think that this is Mimi Cave, the director's. I think this is her debut, and she I mean she put herself out there with this one and I'm thankful. Yeah, she doesn't even have a picture on IMDb. Like, that's how that's fresh how... she is. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, she's directed some music videos and some shorts, but this is like her full-fledged, like, baby. Woohoo! And you know what? You could not tell it's a first-time director, like, full, no. like full-fledged film of hers. And, yeah, it, it was amazing. I, I, I just loved it, like... It was definitely a fresh take on the cannibalism story. Oh, absolutely. Did you see? Yes. Um, You know, the other movies that have cannibalism as the main focus have very dark themings, like the colour palette's very dark. Mm -hmm. Whereas this one, it's got a much lighter colour palette and kind of makes it seem beautiful Mm -hmm. (laughs) in a way. Um, And it, it... Yes, there are some parts that are like it. It's like art. Very, it takes artistic tones mm-hmm. towards cannibalism, like the interchanging of, you know, certain scenes of you know people eating the meat and him prepping the meat. It kind of makes it seem like, you know, it's just a regular thing. It's just meat. Um, it is what it is. Yeah. 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 It was done very well i i did enjoy that the color theming was lighter compared to like you know what we see in silence of the lambs that sort of thing and it's it's just a really good cannibalism story yeah and i mean what a commentary it was on modern dating as mm. well and i haven't been in the dating scene <laughs> since i was 16 so v is it really that bad out there um <laughs> Um, <laughs> no comment. <laughs> I don't. Oh yeah, I don't want to say too much into my own personal dating life at the moment, um, because obviously my mum listens to this, and I don't want her to like know what sort of things men say to me on these dating apps. But oh my god, I absolutely hate it. Some of the men that I speak to come across so entitled. And the way they say things, like, um, uh, Chad, I had a similar experience, not similar experience, but, like, I was chatting to this guy a couple of years ago on the dating app, and when I was just like, I'm I'm not going to come meet up with you right now, like, no, that's not me. And he was like, I was doing you a favour, like, oh, you're not even that okay. good looking. I'm like, you you literally matched me. And you were just literally, just because I said I wasn't going to come meet you right now, all of a sudden, you were doing me a favour. Okay. Right. So, essential, <laughs> so essentially, kind pop. of like opening scene with Noah. Um, yeah. Which Noah <laughs> is the main character played by Daisy Edgar Jones. She did a phenomenal job in this. Um, and, you know, I've said on previous episodes, cannibalism is, like, something that really shakes me. And, like, I knew watching the trailer 
what this was gonna go for like I knew okay yeah we're setting it up for cannibalism cool great my favorite thing in the whole world but Sebastian Stan he won me over did I dig I not digged I dug deep into Sebastian Stan's catalog and this is his first horror movie he did a great job I thought He's been obviously in um, some thrillers and like crime shows, movies, but nothing that is classed as horror. And for he did he did such an amazing job. He really did, especially as as an, the main antagonist as well. He carried it, and it was nice to see that um, he he's not being typecast in like certain things because obviously we've seen it in the past like few decades that if you're a part of a major franchise or a major you know movie you tend to get typecast but it's nice to see that the Marvel actors currently aren't getting typecast into things and that they can branch out and actually show their acting chops <laughs> yeah and I don't <laughs> sorry I, I laugh at my own jokes <laughs> That was a good one. Um, Thank you. I thought that he, like, he gave me Patrick Bateman vibes, like American Psycho vibes, like this whole movie did. And I didn't know Mm -hmm. if it was because of his interpretation of his character or also maybe because it was directed by a woman. Like, that's also something to think about. Both of those movies are directed by a woman having men that are just so cold and unfazed by the atrocities that they're committing um so i, I thought i i did not know that this was his first horror movie um yeah he did i a great job. i had a feeling i had a feeling it was because i think when um i posted on the horror hunts twitter i was like i'm excited to see sebastian stan in his first horror movie that was a complete guess and then when i <laughs> you dug were like deep mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, when I, because for some reason, I, I know Sebastian Stan, and I knew he hadn't been in a horror movie, but I dug deep into his IMDb and looked at everything, and this was his first horror movie, so I'm like, give myself a pat on the back, hell yeah, I got something hell right. Yeah. <laughs> yes, no, I definitely, I enjoyed this movie a whole, whole lot, um, and one thing that I really enjoyed, too, was the close-up scenes that they used. Like, I felt like she used them a lot to um, kind of further the characters in a way, um, especially, like, when they're eating. Um, I'm not going to say too much because, obviously, we're not to the spoiler portion of this episode, but I just really enjoyed her use of the close-ups in a lot of the scenes, Um I thought that that was beautiful, and the imagery, too, was... Mm. It was disgusting, but also, in a weird way, pretty. <laughs> yeah, I think that's exactly what I was, like, saying about the theming. Like, the colour palette. It was just... The, the use of colours was done so well, and... It, it just kept me intrigued the whole time. Yeah, I feel like it had more of like an orange-red cast to it, which is very fitting if we're going to be talking about, um, you know, butchering people and eating their mm. meat. But yeah, no, I'm glad that we... Oh, hmm, what? I see that finger. <laughs> I, was, I was just looking at the director of cinematography for this film, and the reason why it's so beautiful is because it's the um, di- the director of cinematography that did movies like Hereditary and Midsommar. Oh. And those have very good cinematography in them, so... I'm not a Hereditary fan, um, but that movie did have some beautiful just scenes, and I haven't seen mm-hmm. Midsommar but I, just the pictures that I've seen of it are, are nice. That's on my watch list. If you are going to make a horror hunts bingo, that's on my watch list. Should definitely be on <laughs> um, <laughs> that bingo card. But yeah, wow. And what's that person's name? Oh, I'm I'm going to absolutely butcher. <laughs> butcher? Butcher? <laughs> butcher their last name. But um, it's 
um, Paul um, Pogsetsky. You know what? Just Google it if you want to (laughs) know. Yeah. But his first name is Paul. Um, You can look on up on IMDb. But yeah, I do apologize. I'm not very good with pronouncing names half the time. (laughs) I am very interested to see where Mimi Cave's career is going to go after this. Because I do feel like for the most part, I've been seeing all good things about this movie. And if this is what she has to show us for her first ever full length film, I am so excited to see what she has in store next. Yeah. And the writer for um, Fresh, Lauren Kahn. That's so weird. Um, the way it's spelled is so weird. But yeah, Lauren Kahn. Um, she this was like i think her second full-fledged writing um, for a full film so the first one was ibiza ibiza and then that was in 2018 and then fresh but um she was part of the additional crew for step brothers (laughs) so wow and additional crew for the other guys so yeah i you can definitely i think the sprinkle of humor throughout like the characters were very well written yes and like their even relationships. the side characters yeah their relationships yeah. within the storyline were really intriguing and that i i thoroughly mm-hmm. enjoyed fresh i want to talk more about um why i liked it so much in the spoiler part of this episode because there are a few scenes that really won me over but Overall, I I enjoyed Fresh. I probably give it like mm, yeah, probably like a nine out of ten. Yeah, I would I would give agree with you on that. And also, I enjoyed that they subtly made mention to Molly being bisexual. Like, oh yeah, so I Molly's, really enjoyed that. Molly is Noah or the main girls. Um, best friend so yeah i love that it wasn't just that we're getting a queer character that's not oh my god this person's gay or oh my god this person is a lesbian it's just like it's there like we don't have to Mm -hmm. address it because that's just who they are and i appreciate that they did that with the script yeah it was just like one slight comment but it then changed the character because not only is it giving us uh, queer representation in a way but it's also giving black queer representation which at the moment we're seeing a lot of and it's fantastic i'm loving it so we much love to see it we really do so did you watch this with anybody v or was it just solo dolo are you watching fresh i solo dolo'd it because i've subjected my parents enough to horror movies for the past week um <laughs> so i'm I told them to watch um, Hereditary and Midsommar before we went to see X, uh, just so they could get a feel of um, A24 films. And... (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) When my parents finished watching them, my dad just went, is that supposed to be comedy? (laughs) Because I laughed. That was funny. That's not horror. I'm like, Dad, that's horror. Interesting. No, that's not horror. That was funny. Oh, Dad. That's not supposed to be funny. Yeah, I um, I watched Fresh with um, Val, and we were doing, like, a movie day. So I got to choose a movie, and, of course, I chose Fresh, and Val chose Turning Red. So that was just a really fun contrast to watch those two movies um, together. <laughs> just, like, just like a little little side comment. For town, I have not stopped listening to nobody... Um, Nobody like you. Oh and that's all my I've been god! I didn't even know that they had released that song. That's hysterical. Yep, yeah, yeah. Okay. full song, and then the remakes. But that's my little side tangent over. Um, Tanny Red was really good. That's also on Disney Plus. If anyone wants so, to. <laughs> yes. Um. So you had mentioned that you made your parents watch Hereditary and Midsommar before mm-hmm. going to see x how was that you went and saw x with your family i personally (laughs) i don't know if i could have sat through that movie with my parents if you don't Um, know anything about x they are making a porn (laughs) so (laughs) 
Yeah, so it's basically set in the 1979s, um, the, like almost turning into the 80s. And these group of people just go outside of Texas or are they still in Texas? I can't remember. They are still, I believe, in Texas. Yeah, so they just travel out a little bit further and they go to this farm and they start shooting a porno, basically. And, you know, it is awkward, but for some reason in the UK, they're only giving X limited screen times. Interesting. And limited screenings. And we went to see it at a, a cinema quite far out from where I live um in the town where i work and at the same time batman was playing and loads of people were going to see batman and then we walked into the theater the screen for x and we were the only ones there (laughs) we were the only ones for x wow i similar um i went with val and our friend trevor um hey trevor i definitely know you're going to be listening to this episode um and it was us three in like the center of the theater and then there was a couple down at the very front a guy sitting in in front of us the row in front of us and there was a couple at the very back of the theater so like with all of us I can't do math three four five six seven eight there was eight people in the whole theater so um it wasn't a, a you know private viewing like how you had but there was a little bit of people there um but yeah mm. there's really not a lot of people and I'm just like I, I want to like go up to people and like shake them and be like you need to go see this movie <laughs> because it, it I I fucking loved it and I didn't expect to like it as much as I did I I knew it was going to be different from um obviously the Ari Astor's yeah. Um, a twenty-four movies. Um, because Ty West has got a very different film style. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I, I knew it was like they were shooting a porno, and it turns like you know horror. But I didn't know how they were going to do horror. I initially thought that they were going to do like the classic slasher sort of thing, hmm. but it wasn't like that at all. And I really enjoyed it. Again. I enjoyed the cinematography. It was shot so well. And um, the acting was amazing. And I knew I recognised one of the actors. And then when I got out of the theatre and looked at um, IMDb, I was like, oh my god, Kid Cudi! Yeah, cool. Kid Cudi. Val was like, I think that that's Kid Cudi. And I was like, yeah, I think that you're right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, it's day and night. Yeah, but Ty West hasn't done anything like horror related for like 10 years. So he came out fucking swinging with this one, dude. Like, And he was the writer for it as well. So yeah, I did know that he was the writer and I'm not really normally fond of A24 movies. Most of the time I just feel like their films are for like artsy film snobs and they don't really have like any action to me but like this just felt different in the trailer and plus jenna ortega i like she gave such a phenomenal performance in scream i was like okay yep i am in i am in for this and i'm so glad i'm so so glad that i went (laughs) yeah yeah um even though jenna ortega's like role was kind of minor she still stood out they all stood out in their own way Yes. And it was, it, it didn't feel like they were trying to fight for the attention. They all had their moment to shine. And it was really nice to see, like, Britney Snow in something that was not pitch perfect. <laughs> Wasn't she in Prom Night? The remake of Prom yes. Night? Yeah. So yes, it's like we knew she that was. she had the, the chops for it, but mm-hmm. she gave a stellar performance. But we need to talk about Mia Goth in that movie. Because not only was she Maxine, she was also Pearl. Yeah. Which she... (sighs) Oh my god. It's it's great when actors, you know, can really get into their role that they're playing. But when an actor has to play two completely different roles in the same movie... And she killed both of them. (laughs) 
Exactly, and they made the characters different because you know sometimes when people have to play multiple characters in one movie, <coughs> Mike Myers, um, <laughs> they kind of can sound samey and be the same. Oh, but there was a ex- distinction between Maxine and Pearl, and she did. She was phenomenal. Also, a name like Mia Goth. Oh my god, she got the cards. How how lucky do you have to get to get a surname like Goff? I know that's pretty dope. I want, <laughs> I want. Now, uh, after watching the first scene of this with her in it, her in the burlesque slash strip club, I was like, "This is gonna be a hit," and I feel like I was right. Like this movie is a banger, but you know the fate. I think my favorite part of this movie were the wide shots that they gave you the use of um negative space yes was i'm fucked up with negative space things <laughs> like whenever i see lots of it i'm just like oh something's there something's there it's, and there wasn't yeah especially <laughs> the pond scene like that scene was so anxiety inducing but you just couldn't look away and it was just a wonderful use of that wide shot uh, Ty West did that so incredibly well. Mm-hmm. And I I just thought that this whole movie was such a great way also to talk about, like, aging and beauty and sex. Like, he did it so wonderfully. And I appreciate this movie so much. Me. Me too. Me too. And even though I knew the scares were coming, like, I knew it. I still jumped. <laughs> I got scared the fuck out of in parts. I knew they were coming. I knew it. Yep. But it still got me. It still got me. And you know what? I appreciate that. But that might be because I'm so used to now watching films at home where I'm going to have the volume at a certain point. Oh, yeah. And, you know, be comfortable. But like seeing horror movies in cinemas where you have no control over that. It does. It, it, it gives you, you a different experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really, really I'm not does. normally like a movie theater person, but I think probably recording this podcast, I think I'll pro- it'll probably change me because yeah, watching X in theaters, I don't feel like I would have gotten the same experience at home. So yeah, no, great, great point. And before we go yeah. on to the spoiler part of this episode, um. I want to talk about, everyone is talking about how this movie gave Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes, which I'm like, is it the lighting? Like, is it the color scheme? And because they're in Texas, because I feel like this- I think it's because they're in Texas. Yeah. But like, that was something that was kind of like bothering me that I keep seeing on the internet is like, this is giving Texas Chainsaw Massacre vibes. And I'm like, I really don't, I don't think so. Like this film completely stands on its own. That's such a ridiculous comparison because, one, you can't just base something and say, oh my god, it's so blah blah blah, just because, one, it's location, it's Texas. Two, there's a big old farmhouse. That's it. There is no comparison for X and Texas Chainsaw. I mean, I like, know that they're both set in the 70s, and like you said, they're pretty much set in the same place, but I feel like that's as far as it goes. Yeah. Texas Chainsaw Massacre is campy, whereas X... It's not. It's not <laughs> camp. Yeah. 100%. Oh. You're correct. Plus, X is good. Texas Chainsaw Texas Chainsaw Massacre is cringe. Here you go, there. Here she be. <laughs> Fucking hell, I can't speak today. Um, I was just looking before we move on um, at the um, director of cinematography for um, X, and his name is Elliot Rocket. Mm-hmm. And I was just scrolling through his cinematography projects, and there is something in post production called Pearl. Wait, starring Mia Goth. Wait, you didn't you didn't know about this? No. Okay, so they already shot the prequel. To, to oh, yeah, X. Oh, they're like 
<laughs> when this better be a success. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, when I heard that they were, sh- that they already shot the prequel, I was like, Jesus, they are anticipating a stellar box office. And I think so, that they're going to get it because everyone's buzzing about this movie. Yeah. So I'm guessing because it's called Pearl, we're going to see more of Pearl's story. You guys didn't right? stay till the end of the end of the credits, did you? No, I was so tired. No, you didn't. I didn't know that I had to stay till the end of the credits. I knew that. And this I, ain't Marvel. No, I knew that and we still didn't stay, but it was on Twitter. Let me send it to you. I'll send it to you right now, okay. babes. That we are going to get Pearl's origin story and Mia Goth is reprising her role uh, as Pearl. It looks good. I can't believe they already shot it. They probably shot it when they were filming X, right? They did, yeah. Like, directly after. Okay. So I'm excited. I'm looking known, forward to I've that. I've never known someone to be so, you know, this is going to be a success and I'm already going to do this, you know? Um, Like I told you via text, like, I was like, Jesus, like, they, he's really, I mean, but uh, if I was him and I saw what I had just created with X, I'd be like, yeah, fuck it. Let's just do it while we're here. Might as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, apart from horror being its genre, is there any, like, extra genres added to this? Because when I first looked it on IMDb, all it had under genres was horror. The reason why I asked this is because there were certain parts that myself and my parents laughed at that we probably shouldn't have laughed at. So I felt like, you know... It could have been a comedy as well, in a way. You know? <laughs> we can <laughs> get into those. Literally, yeah, it's literally just horror. Because when we walked out, my dad once again just went, was well, that a comedy? So I think Don't with think so. good horror, you should have moments where you can laugh because it breaks your audience from being... S- from anticipating the next jump scare. If you have some laughter or some lighter elements to it, it makes the scary parts even scarier, I think. Yeah, I do agree with you on that. <laughs> um, So we can talk about those parts that made you guys laugh in our spoiler section. Are we ready to get into it, V? Or you got anything else to say about, you know... For the listeners that haven't seen these movies, anything else you you want to say before they click away to hopefully go watch these movies and then come back to hear our our spoiler talk about them? <laughs> um, drink water, feed your pets, <laughs> and um, get out in the sunshine. I don't do that latter one, so what's that say about me? Which one? I don't like going out in the sun. Then again. Okay. You <laughs> said I'm going to retract what I had just no, said. No, I'm not going to retract. It's different in the UK because we're doom and gloom pretty much 85% of the time. Yeah, it's balls hot over here. Like Exactly. So you have more of a reason not to go into the sun. Whereas over here, we're like, any any fragment of sunshine, we're like, clothes off, go to the pub. Have a drink, have a barbecue, you know. And I'm fair-skinned and have colored tattoos, so I'd like to for them to stay as vibrant as possible, so I just try to avoid sunlight if possible. Anyway. Uh, I do not do that. Mm. I mm. get them out in the sun. Mm. Well, I'm not a very good person looking after my tattoos. But anyway, um, yeah, we're going to be entering spoiler territory now. It's a spoiler zone, zone. It's spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I'm ready to get into fresh. I mean, I am too. I am too. So, yes. Let's get into spoilers for fresh. Okay. Is it really that bad that people are so desperate that they're willing to go off on weekend trips with people that they barely know? Like, as soon as he said that, I was like, red flag, red fucking flag. I personally wouldn't do something like that just because I am constantly anxious and on edge at all times. So, you know, I wouldn't just go away with someone um, after a week week or so of knowing them, plus 
randomly bumping into them in the supermarket where they start talking to me about bubble cotton candy flavored grapes and feeds okay me that that is a, that all, is i would thing. not accept that grape i would not accept that grape whatsoever that would spit that right out but like, you brought up done this grape you brought up a really good point though so he's like okay i am going we're gonna go on this trip and we're gonna go driving so then he's like, you know what? It's late. Let's drive to my house. But clearly his house is super far out. So it's like, why wouldn't you have just started your trip then? Like, why would you be like, okay, I'm going to drive. Because you see it's daylight when he picks her up. The sun sets and it's nighttime by the time they get to their house. Honestly. But no, no, no. Hold on. How did Noah not say, hmm, this is sus when he was driving her that far out to his house. If he lived that far out, why was he going to that grocery store? She wasn't doing thinking. She was like, mm, sexy man. That was it. Head empty. She sexy was dick-whipped. In bed. She was. She was dick-whipped. Um, she could have also done what Molly did and shared her location. Oh, yes. Yes. Before she got in the car. Like, if if the person I was going away with all of a sudden just turned around and was like, oh, it's going to be too late. First of all, I would check how long it would take to get there because I'm quite that kind of person. I need to know how long it would take. It will need to take a break halfway through the drive. Um, the journey, like whereabouts we're going to go. Um, and she did none of that. She was just like, okay. Took this man for every word he said to her and just she molly did the smart thing and shared her location with paul and was like if anything happens to me here's my location that was smart noah did not do that and noah did kind of deserved the way she got she got i'm sorry if you're gonna just randomly get into a man's car after him saying it's too late now let's go back to mine even though you're already at hers why couldn't she just gone well we're already at mine why can't we just stay here exactly yeah but we you brought up a good point we molly did what was right in that situation and the whole time she was kind of like noah this is a red flag like this is a red flag he doesn't have social media like molly was such a great character and she was a good good friend she even put herself in danger and i did not anticipate her going to that house and them knocking her the fuck out, I was kind of, like, shook by that. Yeah. I mean, Molly did all the right steps. She she knew Steve was sus. And, like, something happened to Noah with Steve. So she called Noah's phone and she knew. She knew Steve would have it. I was not expecting Anne, though. I was not expecting Anne to be on it. So that... You brought up something that i wanted to talk about Mm -hmm. so do you think that Anne was one of his victims i think so i think um the way steve has the infatuation with noah probably he had the same infatuation with Anne. and obviously (laughs) noah takes (laughs) no steve takes noah's ass that was (laughs) of all things of all things he takes her ass and you know he probably did the same thing with Anne and then obviously you've got Stockholm Syndrome that woman has full on got Stockholm Syndrome and then probably got introduced to what he did and how much money he could make and then that is why at the end when you know she turns up at the house and she's like we need to get this cleaned we need to get this sorted because you know she's still got money to make she's she's, got, she's ready know, to run the empire her. yeah yeah exactly. i have a sneaking suspicion i don't know what the girl's name is but you know how he gave noah that magazine and it had something scribbled in there and then she saw that sammy? girl's sammy and then she saw that picture you couldn't really make out sammy's face so what if Anne was sammy that's what i was thinking as well that's what i I thought, I was like, oh my god, what if Anna is And, like, I feel like, yes, he's done this several times with with other people, but how was he so naive to allow Noah this night with him? I feel like the only way that he 
would have felt comfortable as if he's done it before and it's turned out in his favor and that's his wife Anne. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when obviously now I'm speaking to Penny through the wall and Noah confessed to Penny that she has slept with him and Penny was like, the fuck? None of, no one else has slept with him. Yes. And I think <laughs> I think in that moment she, she realized. may have she realized that maybe Steve has a bit more favoritism towards her and then obviously she sees the magazine which then confirms it so yeah I definitely think probably Anne was in the same situation but then got Stockholm Syndrome and then you know wanted to be a part of the business interesting I feel like we're we're always on the same same wavelength because that's (laughs) definitely what I thought yeah um Okay. <laughs> this is one of the notes I've written and it's kind of funny um, <laughs> I put how does everyone know how to use chopsticks my fingers don't allow that kind of movement you don't know how to use part chopsticks part of it doesn't seem realistic but then again I don't live in America so I could be wrong I don't know how to use chopsticks it's not a common thing we I will really teach you when you come visit it's really easy Mate. <laughs> you you <laughs> You hold you? you hold one of them like how you hold like a pen or a pencil, and the other one you, uh, it, it's it's a you'll we'll have to I'll have to teach you when you're here. But yeah, people um, use, I use chopsticks chopsticks all the time. Um, yeah, not over here, but um, I've got Hello Kitty training chopsticks to eat um flaming hot Cheetos with, so I don't get the dust on my fingers. That's the best part, baby. Licking them off, licking off that. That's why you have to wash your hands. My my nails, so you know, like I just I just slip them on the training ones, and I just oh my god, I love that. Don't judge me, but Hello Kitty. But back to fresh. (laughs) Um, I really liked the scene where all three girls, Molly, Noah, and Penny, were beating the shit out of him in his kitchen. I was like, girl power. Oh my god, yes. I I really enjoyed how the women were written in this story, even yeah. though the vocal point is a man. And, you know, Penny's lost a limb. She's lost a whole ass limb. And she is still beating this man up. I'm like, oh my god, Penny. Yes. Yes. Now... I noticed in that scene that Molly was, like, bleeding from the chest. Do you think that he fed Noah Molly's boob? I think so. Because when we went into his refrigerator, he only had lighter skin color. Whereas the breast around side it was a bit darker. That's what I loved about this movie, too, is that it it really allowed the audience to make their own interpretations of what was going on. And some things were really easy to miss. But even if you missed something, like, you can still enjoy the story that's being told here. I just thought that it was brilliant, that whole movie. I, I, I enjoyed it. Me too. Me too. Um, what have I got here? One of the last notes I have is um, he took her ass, she bit his dick. Seems like a fair trade to me. Oh my god. When I was watching it with Val and she like they started to hook up, I was like, I hope she bites his dick off. And she did. And I was so happy. <laughs> I was proud of that girl. Hell yeah. It's like me too. You, get, you gave her a taste of something. Mm-hmm. Don't be mad that she, it's, a, it's an acquired taste. To be honest, that is the best way to, you know, um, debilitate a man is do anything to his penis and you'll be home free, basically. Clearly. So, but yeah, it was a fair trade. He took her ass, so she bit his dick. Hmm. Perfect. Well, he's dead anyway, so fuck him. Fuck Steve or Brandon mm. or Brendan, whatever the fuck his name was. He was an asshole, and I'm glad he he's gone. He Brendan Steve something, but we'll just refer to him as Steve. Steve. Yeah, fuck Steve. Steve. But, oh, before we move on, Paul, when he got to the house, he was like, mm-mm. 
I've seen these kinds of films. We always damn them. <laughs> and he just fucked off. <laughs> that, honestly, I would be Paul in this situation. I'd be like, you want to know what? This ain't for me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, has no one seen these kinds of movies? <laughs> Truly. Bitch, bye. Truly. Truly bye. But, yeah, the, the writing was so do- well done. Every character had some amazing lines and they were acted very well and yeah it, i hope to see sebastian stan in more horror movies because me too at, being the main antagonist is is a lot but he he did it very well like yes. very very well all right baby you ready to talk about x i am oh, you know it oh god this movie I honestly think it's probably gonna be one of my favorite movies of all time. I don't know what it was about it. I just enjoyed every second of it. I think because you probably, you've already had like an experience with A24 film where you didn't enjoy it. You didn't fully like it. So then when you came into X... And it was something completely different to Hereditary. You were like, oh shit. Oh, oh shit. shit. Well, it's and... not even, it's not even A24 horror movies. It's like all A24 movies to me. I'm just like, God, I have to fucking watch another one of these. Like Lady Bird. <laughs> if I have to see one more fucking person talk about how Lady Bird was the greatest movie that's ever been written, I honestly think I'm going to yeet myself right off of a cliff. Haven't seen it. So you, you don't I need to. Comment. I might just watch it now and, um make a comment next time but no. rude um <laughs> i think it's also because of the time period like you know in our final girl episode we talk about you know the films being released around a certain time period like the 1979s was a very big period like a very big time for certain horror movies and you know certain horror characters so this bait being based around that time period it kind of gives you that feeling that of vibe, you know yeah. it, yeah, being in that time period of, you know, seeing that Christmas come out, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that Good sort point. of thing, getting that vibe. I do like older horror movies, so yeah, that... <laughs> you might be onto something there, B. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you definitely vibe with that. I, I vibed with it too, but I think I enjoyed it because it was like modern eyes onto that time period, whereas... I think for you, it was that time period. Yeah. No, totally. I want to say, literally, as soon as Pearl came out and we discovered, you know, she is the antagonist of this movie. This old bitch is absolutely crazy. I looked at Trevor and Val and I was like, this is why I don't fuck with old people. Old people scare the fuck out of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this is exactly what I said. I think people get very weirded out when I say I don't like old people. No. There is a reason for it. I'm not going to go into it, but there is a reason why I don't like old people. And when Pearl came out and started like being, you know, this old crazy bitch, I just went to my parents. I just turned to my mum. I was like, this is why I don't like old people. And she laughed. And... (laughs) It's unlike the old people in The Visit where it's like, you know, sundowners type shit. Like, I definitely Mm -hmm. feel like they have done this before. You see that other car in the pond. He, her husband references others. And then I think that there's like a fucking sex slave in the dungeon. Like, who was that guy? I said dungeon, but basement. He, He had a, he was packing. For sure, though. He was packing. That is absolutely mm. for sure. But I, it's just like, is I hope that that's what they explore in the Pearl um, movie is because, like, I want to know how this begun. Like, she, yeah. he had made a comment that they were, like, he was saving the brunettes for her and that she didn't like blondes. Like, what is that whole storyline? Maybe we find out that Pearl has a sibling who is blonde. I know, but, like, what is she saving the brunettes for? Is it because they um, closely resembled her? 
I think so. I think that's why she had an infatuation with Maxine. Not only because, you know, the same <laughs> actress plays both Pearl and Maxine. I was about to say not only is because she's fucking gorgeous, but... <laughs> yeah. But I think it's because she probably closely represent closely you know looks like to what she looked like when she was that age and obviously you know they were filming a porno called the farmer's daughter yeah and pearl was a farmer's daughter so so you know she probably was like oh shit but also it kind of gave me weird vibes like i don't know entirely if pearl is straight because of the way she was touching Maxine. Yeah, that was a weird... It gave me it gave me kind of like you know, maybe repressed sexual feelings toward females. Um, or it's either that or jealousy of their you know, youth. Their youngness. I know that this was like Ty's West um, way of like talking about aging. So that could be like she is watching these young people get what she wants so badly and she can't have it anymore so yeah the jealousy aspect would check out it's just funny that she wanted to fuck rj to me because i would have been on kid cuddy like (laughs) kid cuddy's a beautiful man in general oh my god anyway and this is what i wanted to tell you about dude when he was standing there um in the doorway and they panned out i i didn't realize that i said it that loud but i said holy shit in the audience like the other people that were there just started dying like i (laughs) i was like kind of taken back like i didn't (laughs) i didn't expect that but um but do you think that if rj would have fucked pearl that any of this would have happened i think it still would have happened you're like he it would have happened i think it would have I think it still would have happened because, you know, even though, yes, RJ rejected her, if he had, you know, gone through with the act of intercourse, I think she still would have tried to go after the females. Like, that's true. Because, you know, we see that from the beginning she has an infatuation with Maxine. And she probably maybe tried to use RJ as a way to get close to Maxine. And then when he rejected her, she was like, well, I'm going to take this into my own hands and just... That first kill was so intense. I But I loved it. Like, it was bloody and brutal, but I, I felt like... The way that um he used gore in this movie didn't feel like overkill. Like, it felt like it complemented the storyline. You know what I'm saying? Like, it wasn't gore just for mm. the sake of gore. And I loved when the headlights turned red in that scene and it cast everything mm-hmm. in red. That was phenomenal. Yeah. And then Pearl starts dancing. <sighs> That was so creepy, but in a way, I think it symbolised her getting some youth back in her. Like, she had a, um, what's the word, a rejuvenation of energy. That's crazy. After killing him. I know, I know, it's so weird. But in a way, her using, her after killing RJ, then dancing over his body, kind of represents a re, re- utilization of her youth yeah. in a way like she got a kickstart again and then you know she's trying to fuck the husband he's like no my heart and then obviously they fuck later on dude i could and have then, gone you know, without that scene like i was like oh. i could have too oh my god but i think i think the reason why we saw it is because then we saw her husband you know didn't have a heart attack his heart was fine and then when they shot you know Loreline, Loreline. Jenna Ortega's character. Um, yeah. Yeah. That then, you know, he's trying to drag her body into the house and then she goes and then he has a heart attack. And then that him, was that's so what done funny him. To me. That's what did yeah. him in. No, yeah, I I did laugh when Pearl 
shot that big ass shotgun and she just went flying like she <laughs> literally yeeted out that door like she yeah. I was rolling and it's funny because normally when you have a slasher movie the slasher has to be killed in some violent way but it's just like he said it throughout the entire movie like I'm scared that she's gonna fall and break her hip and it's like yeah it happened yeah, but that didn't kill her. Maxine driving the fucking. Oh, I when she got in that truck, and her pal was like dragging herself further into the road. I was like, "Get her, run her over, back that truck up!" And then she did. I was her like, head yeah. was annihilated, dude. Like the top of the head. The obviously the special effects in this. Was oh my god, amazing! Yes. like the practical kills was so good and like the fact that the top of the head of Pearl was still intact after getting backed over by Maxine just added to it like obviously you can't predict how certain prosthetics and you know special effects are gonna react to how the scene plays out but that was just oh perfect and I will go ahead and say it this movie gives me one of my favorite final girls. Maxine is yeah. amazing, and they give us a very sex-positive final girl. Even yeah. though she has a little bit of a coke problem, we can overlook it. I mean, it was the 70s. <laughs> Didn't everyone have a coke problem back then? And I thought that it was really interesting when they revealed that she was the preacher's daughter that you keep like, if that was a reoccurring theme, you saw this preacher and heard his sermon over and over and over again about mm-hmm. his daughter going to live a life of sin. She even saw him when they were in the um, gas station, didn't really make any reference to it, except for at that final, the final scene where she's driving, hopefully, I think, off to the police station. Um, yeah, that was, yeah. I loved that little caveat. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed like adding on to your point that throughout they tried to make it seem like it was going in a very religious route for the killings like the symbolization of you know the tv playing with the pastor talking about religion and it constantly being that theme throughout and i was like oh fucking hell this is going to be about religion and the reason why these people are killed is because you know Having sex is a sin. They're sinners. Keep your legs closed for marriage. You know, that sort of thing. And I was so happy that it did not go down that route. Yeah, me too. I'm so sick of religion being used in these kinds of I'm so sick of religion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not. You can believe in what you want. I just personally do not have that belief system. Even though I believe in aliens and paranormal, but that's not the point. I've seen those. I've had eyes on those things. Well, not aliens. I would love to see an alien, but I'm going off track now. Um, yeah, I was very, I was so happy that they did not do it. Um, the one thing I did not like, uh oh, was the musical interval. Did they have it written in Britney Snow's contract that she had to fucking sing? <laughs> Did they? Um, (laughs) That was the only thing I had an issue with because it kind of was just like, uh, I understand that the lyrics were trying to, you know... That song is very... um, It goes well with what this story is trying to convey. It's about Mm -hmm. getting older and changing, so I do appreciate that, but I thought that that scene kind of... um, added to all their characters um so i don't i don't really agree with that but yo that's your vibe i i enjoyed the talking part you know when they were um talking to loreline about you know being sex positive and like that love doesn't equal sex and that you can have sex and you know not be in love with someone like that's absolutely fine it was just you know after having that really, you know, upbeat, like, feminist talk about, like, you know, you can do what you want with your body to Britney Snow going, are you ready? <laughs> yeah. 
Like, I swear they had it written in her contract. That was the only thing I didn't like. The song was great. It just felt... It didn't... Like, just got taken out for a second from yeah. it. And I just... That was the only thing I didn't like. Everything else was great. But for God's sake, let Britney Snow just act in a film without having to fucking sing. <laughs> Please. Yeah. No, I get, I get why you would say that. Um, well, I, I enjoyed both of these movies that we have talked about. Um, are we ever going to talk about movies that we don't really like? <laughs> um, Probably. Probably, but the, I think it's difficult for me to talk about films I don't like because I don't want it to seem like I'm shitting on, you know, people's personal favourites. Like, yes, I don't like Final Destination and there's reasons for it, but, <laughs> you know... I'm not going to sit here and just say, it's the worst fucking films ever made. How fucking dare you like it? That sort of thing. So we're never going to do an episode on Final Destination? I mean, I suppose we have to, but I will not watch them fully. I will watch highlights and clips because I'm not putting myself through that trauma again. But I will talk about them because, you know, they are great films. I just personally, in my brain, can't disconnect. I'm just fucking with you. From reality (laughs) to... Mate, if I ever have to take a social media break from our socials, I'm going to come back to just fucking Final Destination, Final Destination, Final Destination, Final Destination. I will end myself. No, Final Destination does scare me. But um, I'm sure at some point we're going to have to watch like Cannibal Holocaust and like Green Inferno and Hostel. But they aren't my favorites. But yeah. Um, No, I was just curious. Yeah, they're not my favorites either. Um... But we will have to talk about, like, Rob Zombie films at some point as well. You know, that's fine. That's fair. I've really just seen Halloween, House of a Thousand Corpses. And, God, there was one other one that I saw that I... I love House of a Thousand Corpses. I can't remember. Free from Hell. I don't know what it was. Lords of Salem. I've seen Lords of Salem. Yes. So, um, the House of a Thousand Corpses, Lord of Salem, and Free from Hell are a part of the same movie trilogy. Like, they're all connected. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I'm sure that one day we'll have to get to watching them, but it ain't going to be next week, I'll tell you that. And I have been hardcore watching films for next week's episode because it's not, um, it's not a subgenre that I'm particularly fond of. I mean, I've seen a lot of this subgenre. Whether or not I enjoyed them is very questionable and you know there are some in the subgenre that just overtake the whole subgenre and then you know with the modern takes on it yeah um if you want to try and guess what we're going to be talking about next week hit us up on horror huns pod on twitter or horror huns podcast on instagram um try and figure out what we're talking about we're going to be talking about a subgenre of horror we'll probably be covering multiple different um movies but i'm excited to get into it because you recommended to me a movie that i didn't think that i was gonna like that i think is my favorite movie that we're gonna talk about but we'll save that for next week Uh, mm -hmm. you said yeah mm -hmm. it just clicked in my brain um Honestly, I'm excited for, like, the next few episodes we've got planned. Like, I think they're going to be some of my favourite episodes. Mm-hmm. I, and we too. played um, um, Reboot Roulette last week. We're going to also be introducing another um, game um, in one of the upcoming episodes. And I'm super excited about it. If you have anything that you want to hear me and V talk about, whether it be your favourite horror icon or you know, talk about our favorite horror kills, please um, shoot us a message or a tweet or something on one of our socials because we would love to get into it. Um, V and I like talking to each other about what um, one another likes and we would love to hear what um, our audience would like us to talk about too. So yeah, if, if you didn't get anything from this podcast, please take away that you should see both Fresh and X. I think that Fresh is going to give us some really, really great, um, it's a really great starting point for Mimi Cave. It was a great, um, 
directorial debut, and I am almost 100% positive that X is going to be talked about for years because it was just amazing. I enjoyed both of them. What about you? Um, I definitely agree with you on that. And um, my final words um, for this episode is, no, Dad, I'm not going to talk about Batman versus Joker on this podcast. They're not horror. Leave me alone. And those are V's final words. Catch you next week, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.